0: all right how's everyone doing today welcome to five o'clock sports to remember it's always five o'clock somewhere uh this is Jeff with my co-host Nick Nick how we doing today man
1: doing good we're doing good man we got a Michelob Ultra in hand can't wait to get started
0: Michelob Ultra you know I we we have been talking about doing this for over a year now uh quite some time you and I, we, we were roommates actually for our listeners who didn't know we're roommates for over two years and I'm sure over plenty, uh, countless hours of watching sports and doing all this crap, we've, we've were like, we should do a podcast. Um, and little did we know it, it took a national or a worldwide pandemic to, uh, to finally bring that into fruition. Un- unfortunately, those are the circumstances that brought us to doing this, but I'm still excited to do it. So I can't yeah, wait to get going.
1: Very stoked. Very stoked.
0: Um, so I just kind of want to, for our listeners here, obviously this is probably the first time you're listening to this. Um, listening to us together. Uh, we kind of just want to talk about sports in the absence of the sports world right now in our lives. Obviously, you and I um, uh, live and breathe sports. Is that safe to say? I don't want to put words in your mouth.
1: No, no, definitely. We uh, yeah. definitely talk about it every day, text about it. Yeah,
0: so I figured why not do a podcast about it, um, and that's kind of why we're here, and we just kind of want to bring some, some good content, hopefully a lot of laughs as well to our listeners. And uh, I like to think we know what the hell we're talking about. So hopefully that also is some good information to our listeners.
1: Yeah, I, I like to think we know what we're talking about. We might go off the deep end a little bit, but hey, that's what we're here for.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm fully, fully expecting things to get uh, t- to get really off topic. But <laughs> um, no, I'm really excited. So today, I mean, we do have a Twitter. You can follow us at 5 o'clock sports on Twitter. Um, the five I believe right now is the number five. So five, five o'clock
1: sports. O'clock sports. Yep.
0: Um. Also, uh, going forward, if you want to chime in on a future podcast, send us some suggestions, questions, comments, anything. We we'd love to hear feedback. You can email us at five o'clock sports at gmail.com Uh, the five is spelled out. So unlike Twitter, uh, sorry, you have to you have to send your complaints to Twitter. They give us a fifteen. Um. <laughs> Uh, 15-character limit. So the Twitter, it's five, the number five, O'Clock Sports. The email is five, spelled out, O'Clock Sports at gmail.com. Uh, drop a question, reaction, etc. cetera, um, let us know. So leave your name as well. Um, I've heard some podcasts where people don't leave names, and we want to credit you. Uh, definitely when you have some good information so so Nick uh, today our podcast to to start is going to be about baseball which is probably our two biggest passions you kind of want to chime in on that
1: yeah um, we we ran a poll on Twitter today uh, asking what our listeners wanted to hear first and uh, it was between MLB and like the shortened season because of the coronavirus um, the recap of the NFL or a golf foursome and what course you would like to play with that foursome and um, yeah, the listeners wanted to, look, or the yeah, the listeners wanted to listen about the MLB season. So
0: yeah, and that's, that's uh, that was, it was good news for me. Um, baseball is obviously my number one passion, so I'm really excited to to dig in today. I think for what we have planned here for all of you is we're gonna kind of look at what a shortened season is gonna look like in baseball um, in our lifetime. So I remember. I don't remember. I wasn't alive at this point. But the 1995 season, I believe, started late due to the labor dispute. 1994 season was cut short. So I can't imagine that happening today. Could you imagine the middle of a pennant race, (laughs) the MLB season, being like, oh, we're done? Yeah. And, uh, God, that would would tear me apart. So as, as much as this is right now, I mean, opening day is supposed to start a week from today. We're recording here on a Thursday. And the MLB season is supposed to start a week from today. Obviously, it's not going to uh i don't know if it really hasn't hit me yet to be honest with you
1: yeah no i i, I don't think it has yet because i i mean i was looking forward to march like this is this was supposed to be the day that 32 That's games true off. oh my goodness um yeah. so i was really looking forward to that obviously that didn't come into uh play so i think yeah definitely next the next thing that'll hit me is definitely opening day not uh being when it should
0: no for sure um so today we're kind of kind of talk about because there's a lot of talk about what the MLB season is going to look like. A lot of people are saying right now um, it's an 81 game season, which is obviously for um, for people who don't know the MLB season is 162 games. So 81 is half of that, which is really different. Um, the NBA and the NHL play 82 games, so but baseball it's it's a half of the season it's a half year long thing and i mean you play 162 games because you find out who the best teams are baseball you have to play
1: that many games some yeah, argue almost, you don't have sorry you off jeff but no yeah like uh when you're when you're talking about football it's like every week matters because there's only 16 weeks to prove that you should be one of the top mm-hmm. six teams or however many get to the playoffs um and now it, it adds a little more sense of urgency definitely to the mlb schedule and the teams um wanting to get into the playoffs
0: I mean I mean yeah you're essentially starting a pennant race and on opening day I get it like the sure every game matters and (laughs) but on a Tuesday night in April um are you really like it's really not a live or die moment in some of these major league games but now like you are you're in the home stretch, and all 30 MLB teams have a shot. Yeah, I—that's I, how I feel. I, I, we're going to get in our prediction later, obviously, which I'm really excited about. But um, there might be some teams who we had no who would have no chance in 162 games. I mean, anyone can get hot, um, and that's all it's going to take. So, yeah. um, do you kind of want to get started with uh, what? Uh, an eighty-one game schedule might look like. I know I shared an article with you this morning. I texted you uh, Bradford Doolittle of ESPN. I want to make sure we credit him
1: yeah.
0: while we're talking about all his work. But he did a breakdown of what this MLB season could look like, um, and it's not just an eighty-one game schedule. It kind of looks at all the different potential starting dates. Mm-hmm. Um, I know right now MLB set at least till May fifteenth or middle of yeah,
1: like May. Mid, like mid May is what they. Is what they want. Um, will it get there? Obviously, nobody knows. Um, we hope yeah. So, uh, I, I can't,
0: I can't see a scenario where it starts May fifteenth.
1: Yeah. No. I, I, I hope it does. I mean, oh, I'm, God, I'm yeah. opt, opt, Optimistic about it, but yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be tough. Um, yeah. In that article, um, it's kind of a longer one, but it's definitely worth the read. Um, he has a graph. Yeah, like Jeff said, has a graph table. Of start dates and end dates of the season, and that really helped put it into perspective just how much they can play and what it would break down to be like a game per day, basically. Um, my favorite scenario. um, My favorite scenario would definitely be starting May twenty fifth. Um, and then ending October 31st. I think that would be a great shooting point. Um, that's one that he has on here. That's uh, 160 days of the MLB season. Um, if they played – they averaged about 0. .87 games per day last year. So if they did that, um, they'd get 139 games in, which obviously includes the playoffs and everything. So, I, I mean – It'd be tough, but I—I I don't know, Jeff. Do you? Do you have anything to say?
0: Pause it. Yeah, I mean, I. So when I was kind of doing some, I was reading this article this morning. Obviously, looking at it, um, I think for me, this is my personal prediction. I don't know how credible. Obviously, um. I have no connections to um, MLB front office, even though I, I was going to break something. I do have an insider in the Marlins front office who did tell me that there's no shot until July, which killed me on the inside um, <laughs> hearing that because, I mean, May and June that's when like the college baseball season's kind of winding down at some levels. And like, that's when I really get into the MLB season. Uh, that's when I start going to all the games. Uh, obviously I'm a cup fan. I go to Rigby all the time. So I can't imagine not going or not watching a game until July, but um, that's kind of the reality. But in my personal opinion, I said June 15th was the best start date right now. They say May 15th. Um, I think that's best case uh say this whole thing kind of blows over towards the end of april beginning of may they're still gonna have to do at least two weeks three weeks of spring training
1: i I think yeah i I think three just to get the pitchers back into it i mean obviously everybody needs to build up their arm strength but it's more of the pitchers than anything and i they usually take about three weeks to a month to get back into their rhythm
0: yeah so done by may 15th say they raise like all of the restrictions on who can um like all the gatherings all that stuff yeah so let's say june 15th opening day um if you play and if you end the season october 1st that's usually the the time the regular season ends what what bradford Doolittle breaks down is kind of how many games you can get in that time frame um and and he kind of talks about how you can kind of stack the schedule up So if you play, if you start opening day on June 15th and end October 1st, and that's 109 total days from June 15th to October 1st, Um, if you play the normal schedule um, condensed wise, it's 0.87 games per day. I know it's a lot of numbers I'm throwing at you. So if you play the normal, like with the regular time days off and all that, it's 0.87 baseball games per day. Um, if you started the season June fifteenth, ended October first, that would equate to ninety five games, which is better than the eighty one game scenario a lot of people are talking about, because um, it's more baseball, you know. And I think the owners want that; it's more money for them. Um, it's more beer being sold, hot dogs. Yeah.
1: One other thing that I was uh, that he kind of mentions in the article is in uh, I can't remember what year it was. There was another there was another year where they had. Uh, they had a shortened season and whatnot and the owners were scared that they wouldn't make enough money because of ticket, like they're losing out on games. And so tickets aren't going to be sold. I think, I personally think that this would also help the owners because a lot of people want to go get out and go do stuff now. They want to go back to baseball games. They want to go watch sporting events. I mean, Miami Marlins and Detroit Tigers don't sell out stadiums, but they might get 75% of the people back. Out. Yeah. I
0: mean, I, I think that's a good point. It's just, it gives people an escape and that's why we all love sports is it kind of gives us an escape. And especially, obviously the, this time of the year would be the summer when this comes back, I think it would be a great thing for, for those owners. So yeah, think it's a good point uh, mm-hmm. that attendance, attendance actually might see like a uh, on, on average spike yeah. Uh, for the remainder of this baseball season as it comes for
1: some teams, definitely. Yeah,
0: definitely. for, yeah. for sure. Um, the one thing while I was thinking about this and this is the only, the really only comparison we have is the NBA season in 2011. That was, that started late because of the lockout. Um, so it was the 2011 season going into 2012. And I, I don't know if you recall this, but the season started on Christmas day. Um, that was the opening day of games. And so obviously it was this big thing for the NBA. Christmas Day is always a basketball day, but then mm. it came back as this was the opening day of basketball, which was cool. And they ended up playing 66 games that year, um, which compared to the 82 they usually play. Um, but they played those 66 games in 127 days. All right, so I, I promise you this is all going to <laughs> wrap up together to kind of prove my point with what I'm concerned, at least for the baseball season. Um, so that that equates to 0. 0.52 games per day. Uh, so that's about a game every other day, essentially, if you think about it. Um, compared to what the NBA usually does, which is 0. 0.47 games per day. So it's a little bit of an increase, not a whole lot, but I think it's worth thinking about because if you if you ask Major League Baseball players to increase their games per day average, um, I think injuries rise. And looking back 2020 on that 2011 – 2020 vision on that 2011 season as a Bulls fan, um, that's when Derek Rose blew out his knee. And there is, without a question, a lot of people think that that had something to do with the major workload these players had. Um, and that concerns me. Because the last thing I want is in a September pennant race for an MLB pitcher to blow out his elbow. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's pitching on short days rest because the games means so much more towards the end of the season. So that's what I'm really worried about. Um, but if you played, if you just upticked the games per day in the MLB to maybe 0. 0.92 games per day um, compared to the 0. 0.87 they're used to, it would be 100 games. I think a 100 game season would, would be just fine. I don't know what your, your thoughts are on that.
1: Yeah, no, I, w- I wouldn't mind a 100 game season. I mean, that I think 100 games will definitely give teams um, some separation. There will definitely yeah. be some separation rather than. I don't eighty one or ninety five. There might be a little more uh, close together. We might have who knows four game one or I guess they're not one sixty threes at that point, but right playing games to get into sure. the playoffs. Um, I don't know. I I I think obviously with baseball, the more you have, the better you you're able to see who the good teams are, who the bad teams are, all that sort of stuff. I mean, in any sport, really, but right baseball.
0: Yeah, I've always – all these guys want 100. they want to, like, take games away. And I think baseball is great as it is. You don't need to change much of that. Um, 162 is – I mean, it's – you don't want to increase more, but it's fine. Um, It's good for the fans and, obviously, to to see who the best teams are. But – so, I just want to make sure that they're not – like, I've seen rumors on Twitter that they might want to double headers every Sunday. And it's like, all right, let's – like
1: we, we got away with that. Cause we're a free baseball players. <laughs> Yes, but. Major league baseball players. That's tough on their bodies. That's yeah. it's
0: tough. And then you might have, you might play 18 innings of baseball and then have to fly to the West coast. If you're an East coast team and play the next night, like I get, and people be like, well, they're millionaires. It's like, no, that's, that sucks for everyone involved. Yeah. Trust me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Nobody wants to do that. Um, so I just kind of wanted to look at the, uh, how that schedule would work. Cause right now in 162 games, you play your division opponents 19 times a year. Um, so obviously division, it makes up 47% of your schedule. So if they were to say, let's just take 81 games, cause that's kind of like the general sense of what's going to happen here this year. So that means you would play at your division opponents nine times, um, which is a huge difference. That's three series, yeah. three, three game series. Um, do you see any team that would like hurt or benefit from that? I kind of wanted to get your insight on that.
1: Yeah, um, as I was as I was digging into this a little further, a lot of things that I found intriguing were the teams that are deep. Those are going those are going to be the teams who benefit the most. The depth of each team. Um, so the teams that are going to benefit the most. I mean, I don't know if this team benefits because they're already good enough. The Dodgers. Those they're one through twenty six can play they can yes. up play and it hurts to say to me because i'm a Rockies fan yeah they
0: what, what are they, they eight straight division titles or what is it now
1: yeah some it's dumb. <laughs> um and then another team that uh might be surprising is tampa bay they have a lot of utility guys so they can interchange. If some guy needs a little bit more rest they can hide him in left instead of at second base so they can, right they can really interchange a lot of pieces on that team um a lot of things that I saw too is a lot of older pitching staffs would benefit from this.
0: Um, yeah, that's a good point. That's what I was thinking too. And I'll get to that, but go ahead.
1: Um, so, like the oldest staffs coming into twenty twenty one or twenty twenty are the Cubs, A's, and Nationals. So I think all three of those teams would definitely benefit because it's less wear and tear on the pitchers' arms. They can go deeper into ball games if they need to on days that they need a win. Right. So. I think those are the five teams that I would highlight as would benefit a lot from a, a shortened season.
0: It's interesting that you said the Cubs, because that's what I said too. Um, obviously I'm a Cub fan. And I just think, but one thing I did to like play devil's advocate there is, is this layoff going to affect them? Mm-hmm. Cause they already had ramped up and the, the pre, the spring training games are starting to get to like, they were getting like three to four innings, uh, excuse me. And, But now I'm worried, okay, now they're going to be off for two months and they're going to be able to get back in that shape right away. But I do think you're right. The older staffs might play a role because it's half a season. Um, And I think, like, guys like on the Cubs staff, like John Lester, who Mm -hmm. usually have a great, great first couple months, and then they kind of burn out as the summer months go. The ball starts carrying all that. Um, But then they kind of reel back in towards August and September. Um, Like, those guys just have to put a half a season together. Um, So I think you're right. Um, teams that I hurt, teams I thought hurt, and it's funny you say the Dodgers might be good, might benefit. I might think that those kind of teams might, it might hurt them because of their bad divisions. Like, and you're a Rocky fan, I hate to cut, but the the NL West actually is getting better. The Rockies, um, they're getting, the Rockies and and Giants are kind of the bottom uh, dwellers of that division. But I think like the Giants, Giants are bad. The Rockies are bad as of now, but the diamondbacks and, um, and the, uh, who am I, who am Padres. I totally Padres. the Padres? Thank you. <laughs> San Diego. That's right. that's right. That's where you're That's where you're at right now. Right. Um, and the Padres, I just like those teams can't beat up on the bottom feeders 19 times a year. Um, which, and I think of also like the AL central with the white Sox, uh, Royals, tigers, twins and Indians like that division is bad. I don't care what you say. Um, if those teams got to play the Tigers and the Royals 19 times each year, like that, that totally boosts um, their, uh, their win production. And I just think that might hurt those kind of teams. Cause then they're going to, they don't get to play those teams as much. Right. And like we talked about earlier, um, those teams might get hot at, at that time. Like maybe the Royals sweep the White Sox in a three game series on the weekend. Like that doesn't matter in April, but now it like it gets magnified because it could be in August and September.
1: So I right. just think, those teams might hurt. I don't know if oh, that's sure. kind of um, what you're thinking. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, some, some teams that I think might hurt are teams with new managers.
0: Uh, that's a good point.
1: Um, so they were, ramp- they were ramping up. They were kind of getting the philosophy, kind of getting the feel for yeah. here, And then they're just off and they have to, whether they stay at spring training and try to bond with them or whether they go home, I think that kind of filters into teams um, that might hurt from it. Cause they, they step on the field and they're not sure what their manager expects, what um, the manager wants of them, what their role is to an extent. Like the first couple months are definitely, or not a couple months, but month and a half is definitely growing pains for some teams trying to figure for out sure. who's a starter, who's not all that sort of stuff. So I think some of those teams hurt um, the Mets Astros and angels all come to mind. I mean, obviously dusty Baker with the, astros he's a proven manager but still that, yeah with what's going on with them too um you never know i
0: think i think they get off the hook first of all the total tangent like we we're talking about earlier but yeah. i think i think this sort of layoff kind of lets the astros off the hook and i think they'll still see some see some they'll they'll hear it for sure the rest of the year okay. but but i'll let you get back to your point but yeah i think that's a good point
1: yeah um so those are three teams that come to mind um and then teams that came into even this spring training um, with injuries or suspensions, like now you have guys that are suspended 60 games still because of PED use mm-hmm. and they can't play for 60 of the 81 games. So you get them back for 21. Are you even going to play them if you're not in a division race now? Like that's a good point. Guys season is just straight up burnt. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the Yankees might not benefit from this just because um, you never know what Exactly, those injuries are. It seems that they keep catching the injury bug, but you never know. Yeah, they do.
0: Another AL East move right before we started
1: recording is Chris Sale, Tommy John surgery. Yep. So yeah, um, he's, he's probably done for the year.
0: Oh yeah, I actually. When we we'll get to our uh, division standings projections in a minute, but that might drop them in mind. Um, uh, anything else to add, or do you want to get right into these uh, league predictions?
1: We can get right into these league predictions. That's all uh, – I mean, if you want to add anything else, but that's kind of all I had for who's going to benefit and who's going to hurt.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just – I just want to see the most baseball, but also use common sense. Like, this isn't the 1950s anymore where you're playing doubleheaders every Saturday or Sunday. Like, right. we, can't, we can't do that. Um, I just I, – I, I want the owners. And it seems like MLB is kind of all in this together, so I just hope they, they come up with the right solution. Right. Um, just kind of find that happy medium. Like, I'm a first-year season tickle over the Cubs. Obviously, I want to go watch games at Wrigley, but I don't want to have to – I don't want those guys going through nine games in a week. I just think that's outrageous, especially with the travel nowadays. You didn't have to do that uh, back when they used to play doubleheaders every week. Um, all right. So, you want to start with the American League? Yeah, let's do that. All right. So, um, I'll go first here. I'll, I'll start in the East – uh, a little, little East Coast bias, as a lot of people think of, of uh, Sports Center and all that. But I have the Yankees won. Okay. Um, I, I think they, they win the East. And then I go, I, I did have Yankees, Red Sox, Rays, Blue Jays, Orioles. Um, I think the Orioles are garbage. Um, yeah, the no, Blue Jays not. are young. The Blue Jays are young and they're,
1: they're intriguing. They, yeah, they're they're one team that like you kind of want to watch every now and then just to yeah. see what these guys got.
0: Um, I think the Rays the Rays are good. I just I, I I'm gonna bump them above the Red Sox now that they lost Chris Sale. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have the Yankees one in the East. Um, do you want to kind
1: of give your thoughts on the East? Yeah, um, mine mine are a bit different to be honest. Um, I I put the Rays one. Okay. I'm I i do not know. I can't say I'm bought into the Rays, but I think. With the news of all these uh, injuries with the teams in the East, I think the Rays are the most healthy. They, I mean, they won, I, w- I want to say like 90 some games last year. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um,
0: they were like, the surprise, I think, in the American League for yeah. sure.
1: Um, and like I said, they have a lot of utility guys, so they can switch, filter them in and out when needed, um, and still be just fine. I, t- I have them number one. I have the Yankees, two. I have the Blue Jays, three. Socks, four. Orioles five,
0: okay, yeah, we agree on the Orioles. <laughs> yeah, they're garbage. Not, um, not <laughs>
1: um,
0: so and then I'll go to the Central here, and uh, I have the Twins winning the Central, and then I have the Indians, White Sox, Tigers, Royals. Um, and I just think the Twins. Now, here's my take on the Twins: is they can absolutely mash. Mm -hmm. and you're going to get those guys now opening days in july like they're going to be hitting bombs all summer up there at target field um and they're going to face some bad pitching with detroit some bad pitching with the royals um i just think the twins are the most talented team and they're basically the same team and i kind of wanted to get this get into this in the earlier segment but i think teams who are used to each other like i think the cubs and i'm not i'm Try not to be biased here but those guys have been playing together now for three four years like those are the teams that i don't think miss, miss a beat because they, yeah. they, they know what team that they know kind of team they are right you know um like the, the indians they have some new faces like they traded kluber i guess they do have lindor um but i also like the white Sox. granted i'm totally biased i, I can't stand uh the hyper on the white Sox right now because obviously it's 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 hurting my cubbies. But um, I, I just think like a team like that right now, I just don't know if this benefits them. Um, and, but they are part of my bold prediction that I will give after we're done with this segment. So okay. I'll, let you, I'll let you take on the central though.
1: Sure, the central. Uh, I had Indians won. Um, I think – I don't think that team changed a whole lot, if I remember correctly. Right. Correct. I
0: think I'm just thinking of the Kluber News is probably my biggest – Yeah. So –
1: so obviously, yeah, that um, I don't, I, I know it's a shortened season now, but I doubt Jose Ramirez has the slump that he had last year in the first half. He was
0: years. hitting like a buck fifty. Yep. For the so first two months of the year.
1: So give him two more hits a game, or two more hits, um, like a series. Yeah. One of those being a home run, that completely changes around their run differential. Their, That's true. Of the runs they score, like. I'd like to go back and look at how many of those games were one-run games where he didn't get a hit. Or
0: That's a good point.
1: Um, so I have the Indians one, Twins two. I think, like you said, they're, they can just straight-up mash. Yeah. What sucks three. I have the Royals four and the Tigers last. Um, okay. The Tigers did add some intriguing pieces, but their pitching staff's going to be really young. I just don't know if they can really hang around in that division I think the,
0: the Royals and Tigers are a little interchangeable. Yeah. Uh, Mike Matheny is a new manager
1: in Kansas City.
0: Okay. Um, that might be, that might help them out a bit. I think with Detroit, they went out and signed a bunch of veterans. Um, I remember you and I talking about this kind of earlier in the off season, but I think they have like Jordy Mercer, um, a couple of guys, first of all, so I know, give me Jordy Mercer's life. <laughs> <laughs> that man, that man gets paid maybe five to $10 million a year. He's played on the pirates and he's just a utility guy. He shows up to work every day and like, he's probably made like 60, $70 million in the major leagues. Oh, yeah. And he's going to make full pension. Like, give me Jordy Mercer's career. But <laughs> Dude, it's anyway. Like 250, 270 a season. Yeah. Like. <laughs> He'll make every play that's hit to him. Uh, yep. It's just, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think – I mean, I don't want to waste our time on Detroit and Kansas City here. But so um, it's interesting. So we both have two different teams winning the East and the Central.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. All right, so the West, I think this might surprise you. And I this this kind of goes into the shortened season. Stigma right here. I have the Rangers winning the West. Really? And here and here's why. Um, New Stadium. Okay. That place is gonna be rocking every single night that they play down there. And they added Kluber. Yeah. Um, they brought in some arms. I think they added Jordan Lyles from the, the Pirates, and then he actually ended the year in Milwaukee last year. But they added some arms. They 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 can swing it um i just think this is a division that nobody knows what's going to happen so i want to be that guy that says the rangers are going to win it so if they win it then i could be like hey i called it back in march
1: <laughs> Yep, 100 what is what does the rest of your division look like
0: um i have the a's second okay um i have the astros third angels fourth mariners fifth and <sighs> I get the angels people think "Oh, this is the angels here. Listen, they do not have a pitching staff to save their lives. I don't think Otani, Otani actually might start opening day. Now that we think about it, if it doesn't start till July, yeah. but I, that's it. I can't, I can't even name you an angel starter right now. Um, at this point, yeah. <laughs> um. I, so I like, they can swing it, but like I, said, I just, I, for some reason I like the Rangers. I, I think the Rangers, um, they had a good start to the year, if I if I can remember correctly, last
1: year. They did. I think they and, were a little bit of a surprise and then tapered off.
0: Yeah. So I, I just I, I like the Rangers. I think they added a couple pieces. There's going to be exciting. A new ballpark. Um, mm. So yeah, I'm I'm going with the Rangers to win the West. Okay. Okay. I'm um, assuming we're going to go three for three and being different now. <laughs> we, based on your reaction,
1: we, we are going to be different. Um, okay. I have the A's winning the West. Okay. That was
0: okay. They're my uh, second. They're they second get, for me. Get so.
1: Mania back for a full season. Um, so that's another arm right there. They, I'm really high on that AJ Puck prospect. Um, I think he's going to do wonders for him. Yeah. Um, and then I have Astros two, Rangers three, Angels four, Mariners five.
0: All right, so we just we just switched Rangers. Uh, so the top three, but. Um, no, I like. I think that's that. That might be the most interesting division in the American League because I can see a scenario where four of those teams win the division.
1: Oh yeah, and yeah, I can't that say one.
0: that about the like the Central. I think it's down to the Twins, Indians, White Sox. The East. I really only believe the Yankees and the Rays have a chance to win that division. Um, but the West, I, I do think all four of those teams have a legit shot. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll go with into my bold prediction here. Okay. for the American League. Go for it. I picked that the Indians and White Sox will be tied for the last wild card spot. Okay. And therefore we'll have to play a play in game to get into the play in game. Oh, wow. So I do have, so all those people who think I had on the White Sox, I at least have them playing a playoff or actually a game, an extra game in the regular season to get into the playoffs, but I have the Indians winning that game. So that is my bold prediction. Indians <laughs> versus White Sox in a, in a one game playoff to get into the wildcard game.
1: Very interesting. I like it. I like it.
0: Like I said, I just think that division has a shot to be really weird.
1: Yeah, no, that's definitely one of those. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree.
0: And then I think in the wild card game, and then I should say the in the West, the A's were my first wild card team, so I do have them making the playoffs. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I have the Indians beating the A's in that wild card game.
1: Okay. So. Interesting. Okay. My uh my my is all shaken up. Um. <laughs> all shaken up. I uh wow okay we going to get into our uh, AL winner now to go to the uh, world series yeah do you want to go through the american league side of the bracket yeah we can do that awesome all right so
0: you're wild so yeah like i said my two wild card teams are for the a's and the indians and i have the indians being the a's so who are your two wild card okay
1: teams? so i have the uh so my two wildcard teams are the yankees and astros okay which completely different everybody thinks they're going to be division winners i yeah think, i mean I, I think the shortened season hurts both those teams personally so um, so I have those. Um, I have those two teams in the wild card. I have um, the winner of that game. The I have the Yankees winning that game, playing the Indians as the number one seed in the West or in. The, so you
0: have you have the Indians being the runaway favorite in the American League. I do.
1: I do. All right. That's I, have, a good I have Indians one, Rays two, Athletics three. Okay. Yankees four, Astros five.
0: So you have all right, so you have the Yankees playing the Indians in the first round. Yes. And then the Athletics
1: and or the A's and Rays also in the first round. And And... then I took the athletics to beat the Rays and the Indians to beat the Yankees. So Indians so Indians Rays ALCS? Indians at A's.
0: Indians A's. God, that is a nightmare for T V ratings. Yeah,
1: and then have, uh, <laughs> and then I have the Indians going to the World Series. Indians going to the World Series. Yep. All right. So the Indians going to the World Series in the American League. That's what I have.
0: All right. So like I said, I have the Indians beating the A's <laughs> in the Wild Card game, going into the ALDS. That means it matches up for the Yankees to play the Indians, okay. and then the Twins to play the Astros. That's it, my predictions. I have the Yankees beating Cleveland and I have the Twins beating Houston. So that sets up for a Yankees-Twins American League Championship Series okay. where I have the Yankees beating the Twins and sending the Yankees, who are the favorite right now uh, in Vegas, to win the World Series, I believe. Um, yeah. I think they make it to the World Series. I just – that team is so good. If yeah. they stay healthy – if they stay healthy. It's a big if. It's a, big, a huge if. big if. Huge if. And like you said, the injury bug's hitting them – Um. I, I have the Yankees going to the World Series. Kind of a cop out pick, I know, but that's that's hey, that's what I got. What The stats say I, that's true. They uh, <laughs> their projected win total is like 104 games. So yeah, uh, I think they are the most talented. But all right, so that's our American League, the yeah. National League, which both of our our uh, our heart and souls play in. Oh the yeah, the Iraq- Rockies and my Cubbies. So um, I'll start with the East. I have the Braves winning the East, uh, the Nats, Mets, Phillies, Marlins. This is another division where I could see four of these teams winning the division.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, mine is – I have the Braves winning it as well. So, there's okay. we agree on. And then I have Philadelphia finishing uh, second. Okay. Um, I think they kind of bounce back this year. Uh, Joe
0: Girardi too this year. Great. Yeah. Great. I love him as a manager. Was never, it was,
1: it was never a big Gabe Kapler fan. Um, no. I don't know. That one was just a weird hire to me. Um, yeah, I think they definitely uh, bounce back this year. They have a lot of pieces. Um, I don't think Hoskins, especially with the shortened season, slumps as much as he did in the second half. Um, so, anyways, moving on. I have Washington three, Mets four, Miami five.
0: Okay. Um, I'll get into that. Yeah, that division is going to be really interesting this year. Like I said, four of those teams can win. Uh, yep. The Mets. The Mets are – I don't know. The Mets I never can figure out. Um, they can pitch. They can absolutely pitch. And if Edmund Diaz is just as half as good as he was, uh, or just not as half as bad as he was last year, I should say, that team actually might win that division. But, yeah, the East. So we have the Braves. I actually think we're going to be three for three in lining up the National League. Um, uh, I'll, I'll see. Okay. I, th- I think we we're right on the West, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. The uh, The Central. Um, no surprise here. I have the Cubs winning the Central, followed by the Reds, Cardinals, Brewers, and Pirates. Another division I think all four teams could win, uh, besides the Pirates.
1: Yeah, no. Um, yeah. Uh, I have Cubs, Cardinals, Reds, Brewers, Pirates. So. Yeah,
0: I think those four, top four, can interchange. Um, I, I don't see the Brewers winning this division, and they literally, literally – Um, turned over half the roster and they haven't made a a substantial addition no like i think they added justin smoke and if that's your best offseason addition while you've subtracted so much then you have an issue
1: um they did uh they did do a trade with uh san diego didn't they
0: that's right they acquired arias luis is that his name something arias
1: luis Arias, and was it trent grisham is he also from san diego was he in that trade they might, yeah, maybe. I think they may have sent them over. I don't know. It, like, Urias never did anything in San Diego. Um,
0: no. Um, I guess, was, okay. Like a
1: 220 hitter, and then I think Grisham's just really young.
0: So if that was your number one addition to a roster that you turned over half, then you have an issue. Um, I, I I can name two people in the rotation for Milwaukee um, <laughs> because I have one of them my fantasy team. And, um, like, I, I just don't. Like the they're they have Christian Yelich who might be one of the best players on the planet but that's it. Um I think I'm going to I'm going to stick with my my Cubs here. I think that a shortened season actually helps them. Um they have a lot of veterans that I think they think this could be the last hurrah so to speak and they're going to they're going to grind it out for 81. I think I think they win the division. Um the West here. I have the Dodgers. Do you have the Dodgers? I have the Dodgers. Yeah, so I have the Dodgers, D Backs, Padres, Rockies, Giants. Exactly what I have. Okay. Uh that division I think is pretty cut and dry. Uh the Dodgers is too talented. I think they won that division. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. They're so talented. Um, how about that? They trade for Mookie Betts and you're gonna get them for half a season.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh, <laughs> no, that's a tough one.
0: They uh but
1: okay. okay, so wild card teams.
0: I have the Nats actually getting a wild card spot.
1: Okay.
0: and my bold prediction for the for the National League mm-hmm. is that there are three playoff teams in the East.
1: Three playoff teams in the East. Okay. So the Bra-
0: the Braves win the division, and I think the Nats and Mets play in the wild card game. The Nats and Mets. Okay. So then I and then I have the Nats winning that because um, they're going to either throw Scherzer or Strasburg. Yeah. And so I have them getting into the tournament. Okay.
1: All right. Um, I have so my bold prediction, much like yours on the AL side. I have the Phillies and Nationals tied for the last wild card. Mm-hmm. Playing into the play-in. And then I have the Nationals winning that game. Okay. So Philly has a good year, but I think Washington has an equally good year and they ha- they have to meet up um to decide who gets in that last wild card spot
0: so both of us are not believing in the world series hangover essentially
1: yeah no no i
0: think i think the half season actually helps washington yeah um i think we saw it with the cubs year they won they won the world series is they had a good start and then they like the midsummer was bad yeah um I think the Nats, I mean, you tell those guys, all right, you have a half a season to play. I think those guys come in rejuvenated. So, I actually think the Nationals benefit from this. Especially
1: because, I mean, they went to they went five games with the Dodgers to open up. Um, who they? I forgot who they played to get into this World Series. Uh, the, the Cardinals. The Cardinals. I think yeah, they played five, four or they five. Played, they might got, have swept them, yeah, actually. I say, they, and then they played seven with the Astros. They almost, I mean, they damn near played the maximum. Yeah. Good in a – playoffs so yeah I think this definitely helps them all right so getting into the NLDS that means I have it tabbed
0: up as the Dodgers is the one seed having to play the wild card winner of the Washington Nationals I have the the Nationals beating the Dodgers for the second straight year in the division series okay um I believe that the Dodgers are absolute chokers and I don't see any reason to believe that this will change this year fair fair um, and then that would set up a matchup between the Cubs and the Braves. And I have the Cubs beating the Braves in the NLDS. Okay. That sets up an NLCS of the Cubs and Nationals. And believe it or not, I have the Cubs beating the Nationals in the NLCS. I, I do think it. the World Series hangover <laughs> eventually catches up. Okay. okay. Um, and I think the Cubs pitching staff just does enough. They do enough. Um <laughs> They do enough, and they find a way to match up with the Yankees in the World Series, where I have the Yankees winning the
1: World Series. Oh, okay. Um, very, I, very different from my NL. Uh, I, I can't wait. Let's get after it then. All right. So I, so my, uh, like I said, I have the Nationals and Phillies playing in to get that last uh, wild card spot, and then I have the Cardinals and Nationals playing the in the wild cards. Okay. Um, I have the Dodgers in the number one seed. I have the Nationals winning that to play the Dodgers again. Okay. Um, and then I have the Cubs and Braves, obviously. Are my other. So team. we have the same NLDS matchups. Yep. Awesome. Um, I have the Dodgers moving on. Okay. And I think the Braves beat the Cubs. Okay. So we got. I think it's a close series, but we have, yeah, we have different winners of that.
0: Yeah, we do. Um, I'll be completely honest. If I wasn't a Cub fan, I have the Braves winning that series as well. So uh.
1: I, yeah, the Braves I think make a run, but it ends in the CS against the Dodgers. So a Yankees Dodgers World Series. Yep, and then I have the Dodgers winning, or no, I have a D- Dodgers Indians World Series.
0: I'm sorry, you're right. You're right. Dodgers Indians.
1: Yep, and then I have the Dodgers winning the World Series for the See first time you? since 1988. So you have the Dodgers ending the streak. Yep, it it hurts me, but I mean, man, it, it's bound to happen, right? Yeah, it's you'd
0: think. You would think. <laughs> um, you would think. I just, oh God, I don't know who I'd rather have win the Yankees or the Dodgers win a World Series. If
1: it's those two in the World Series, I'm not watching the World Series. That's that's a good
0: point. Well, um, I'm
1: watching it, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not invested in it. How about that? So so you have the Dodgers winning. I have the Yankees. Mm-hmm. All right. So
0: two of the MLB Blue Bloods is what people like to call it. Um, all right. Let's get into our quick awards here. We can kind of run through this. And then our last segment of the night is going to be our um, Dream Team Game 7 lineup, which I am so excited for. But That's, that's going to be a fun one. Before we get to that, um, I'll start in the American League. My MVP is Glaber Torres. I like that. Okay, Yankees, and then my rookie of the year, and here you go, White Sox fans. All right, this might be the only bone I throw you all <laughs> season, but I think the rookie of the year is Luis Robert. Um, he's the real deal. I think he actually has a better career than Eloy Jimenez. Um, save this for the next twenty years, but Luis Robert's my rookie of the year. My Cy Young is Jose Barrios. Wow, I like from that. the Twins. I'm I think I think like the Twins. I think that might um, that that's going to be what separates the twins. I think he has a, he's a monster monster end of the summer. And my manager of the year is Terry Francona for the Indians. Um, I, I don't, I mean, you have them going to the world series, but I don't see a lot of like hype around the Indians this year. And I think they find a way to get into the playoffs and everyone will be like, wow, he did a great job with that roster. You know, they, they might end up trading Lindor before opening day. Now that the season's late, cause he's a free agent at the end of the year. Mm-hmm.
1: So I have Terry Francona winning manager of the year. Um, so for my for my MVP, here's my bold prediction for the AL. Marcus Simeon wins the MVP for the that AL. That would
0: be great for my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I had I mean, dude put up a lot of numbers last season. Um, I had him on fantasy last year. Didn't keep him. It was really hard for me to let him go. But he put up a lot of numbers. I think he has an equally, if not a better, season than he did last year. Um, so
0: Marcus Simeon,
1: that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I also have uh, Luis Robert winning the Rookie of the Year. Okay. I have Tyler Glass now as the Cy Young winner from the Tampa Bay.
0: Side note, can we talk – we don't have to talk, but we're going to acknowledge how bad of a trade that was for the Pirates. Yep. Yeah. Not... When they when they made that deal, I remember, I remember where I was. It was one of those where were you moments in sports. <laughs> and I was walking out to my garage to get a Gatorade, and I saw that they traded – it was Tyler Glassnow and Austin Meadows Yep, for Chris Archer. <laughs> yes. And I was like, this has – like, am I getting punked right now? I, it was <laughs> such a bad trade. Um, it's so funny. But anyways, so Tyler Glassnow went into the Sion. It's a good pick. Um, he has he'd some be up nasty there for sure. stuff.
1: I think his, he got hurt last year, correct? I believe. I believe at the end of the year, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think his season got cut just a little short there. Um, and then – yeah, I have, uh, I have Francona as well for manager of the year, taking that team to the World Series.
0: Awesome. Yeah, and you have, I mean, you have them for different reasons. You, you, you think they're going to be the number one seed, correct? Is that
1: from what I remember? Uh, yes, I have the yeah. runaway winner. All right, so wow, we have Francona and Robert as a uh, connection here for, yep.
0: the, for our awards. And then the National League. Now, here is my second National League bold prediction. Okay. Okay. My MVP – is
1: Walker Buehler. Wow, I was thinking about putting him. I And I, he's yeah.
0: And here's why and I also have him winning the Cy Young. Okay, I have him
1: winning the Cy Young,
0: so. So, I think this might be like 81 game season. What's that? 16-17 starts. Maybe a little more. Maybe 20, I was, was going
1: to say probably 20ish. Okay.
0: I could absolutely see Walker really going like 17 and 1, 16 and 0. Yeah and i don't know how you wouldn't give a picture the mvp at that point if if they like run through the west and walker like i that's where my bold prediction is walker Bueller wins the mvp and the national league cy young okay um, my rookie of the year i'm staying out west gavin lux I have Gavin Lux winning the rookie of the year, um, yes. he still is rookie eligible right I'm totally yes. not bombing yep. this okay no, I, I, no he he
1: is, he is rookie eligible he only uh, had, however, he was below the minimum of it okay.
0: so um i I thought so, but I just wanted to double check but yeah, Gavin Lux is my rookie of the year. um I think the Dodgers just like if we play an eighty one game season, I say the Dodgers go like sixty four and sixteen or eight, yeah, seventeen whatever it's like um, stupid, yeah. My manager of the year, um, first-year manager on the north side of Chicago is David Ross. How about it? Uh, how about it? I think, I think if they come out and they stick it to the rest of the Central, people will be like, wow, uh, maybe Joe Madden leaving was the right move. And I think, I think David Ross gets the manager of the year in mm-hmm. the National League. I just, the, the manager of the year is such a weird award because it never goes to the best team think about it because they're like, well, that manager should have managed that team to victory. I could step in and probably manage the Dodgers and we'd win 85, 90 games in a regular mm-hmm. season. Right. Sure. Um, I think the manager goes to the team that like overachieves. And I think the Cubs are not getting any respect in the off season right now. And I think it's the same team that was in a pennant race until everyone got hurt in September. David Ross steps in. And I think they win the net division. So
1: totally unbiased though, as you know, yes. <laughs> Uh, um, okay, so my for my NL side, I have Mookie Betts winning the MVP on the NL. So we I, both have Dodgers, okay. Yeah, I think um, a change of – I mean, he didn't really need one, but another a change of scenery and hot weather in L.A., that ball is going to fly out of that park for him. Yes, he is. He doesn't have He's to deal have... with a 37-foot monster anymore. No. Um, NL is pitching. doesn't have to face the Yankees, the no. Rays – Yep. So he gets, to good point. Coor, he gets to hit in Coors Field. Yep. Um so I I think he he gets his uh MVP. Um my rookie of the year is Carter Kaibom from Washington Nationals. Okay. Um he's a he's listed as a shortstop second baseman, I see him more in an outfield role. Okay. Um maybe second base. Um he's exactly like Trey Turner.
0: Yeah, he was in I believe when the Cubs were shopping Bryant this offseason. Mm-hmm. Theo said it had to start with him and Robles, okay,
1: as a package to come back. So he is thought highly of yep. among um, baseball. I think, I think he's a good player. Um, I think he takes Rookie of the Year playing in the East out there. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I have Bueller as the Cy Young winner. Okay, and I have, have Snitker um, winning the Manager of the Year. Gotcha. Um, I mean, the Braves make it to the. Uh, they lose in the DS, or no, sorry, they they lose in the CS, and uh, I think he just takes it.
0: They, uh, it, that's like I said, that's a that's a it's a it's a weird award. Um, yeah. but I think they have they have some talent, but I also think they're getting overlooked in the East again because people see the moves the Mets and the Phillies made. Yeah, um, the Braves didn't do much. I think they acquired they have Cole Hamels and Marcelo Zuna. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a good team. I mean, Acuna and Albies are legit. Yeah. No,
1: they're, they're going to be good, good so. players for sure.
0: Awesome. So that wraps up um, what's going to be probably a hundred percent incorrect predictions for the MLB season. Yeah. I'm um, looking forward to see those trans uh, those transpires. So um, to finish up here, let's get into our, and this segment's always fun. I think we're going to do this for every sport that we cover. Um, I think this would be a lot of fun. And this, we also can, Um, engage in our listeners to kind of give us yours uh, email us at uh, five o'clock sports at gmail.com or on twitter send us a little dm or just add us Um, your game seven lineup if you had to build one to win any baseball game um, of players in the history of the league now obviously you can't have the correct or the right one but it just (laughs) opens up great conversation um so I think this is a great way to end our first podcast. Um, I'll let you go first here. I've kind of went with, with.
1: All right, so for game a game that I need to win, Game Seven in the World Series that I absolutely need to win. Obviously, <laughs> my starting my starting pitcher, Madison Bumgarner.
0: That's a great one, and I, I think if we had this conversation with like the average fan, I think that would be a lot of people's. That guy is. I think he is too. He's a dog.
1: Yes, he's a dog. He he is one psycho sob. Yeah. Um, that Ocean. run he had in 2014 was absurd. Yeah. Um, I mean, he in the postseason he's eight and three with a two one one ERA. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, wins and losses are kind of hard to put on a pitcher. I don't necessarily sure. like those stats, but um, it's definitely some some a stat that somebody looks at. So um, that's that's my starting pitcher. I have Johnny Bench as my catcher. Okay. Um, Lou Gehrig at first base. Roberto Alomar at second. Brooks Robinson at third. Cal Ripken at short. This one's a fun one. I have Manny Ramirez in left. Okay, that's <laughs> <laughs> Willie Mays in center. Um, this is another fun one. Cargo in right. Oh my goodness! There's your Homer pick. Cargo in right. I have Don Baylor at DH. I did have David Ortiz, but I was I was just I was looking comparing a little bit. And okay. Don, Don Baylor has a little bit more success in the uh, postseason, so I took- gotcha. Um, this was another tough one for me, the closer position. I did have Mariano Rivera. Um, down, but I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of like what everybody would expect you to pick. Cause I'm sure. Up down. I took goose Gossage cause he's another psycho and I want psycho. Okay. <laughs> straight up do what you, you need them to do. Give me three outs of the world series. I would feel great about giving it to goose Gossage. Yeah. Um, all so right. That, that's my lineup. There are some similarities
0: here um okay. my starting pitcher i'm staying with a left-hander uh, i'm staying with someone who was in the national league west for a lot of time could you guess
1: national league west for a long time
0: not a long time brief time a good amount of time
1: a left-hander in the west with uh like recently or like how uh
0: when we were kids i think he it was his prime for yeah. sure he- randy johnson yeah, I,
1: he, I i was going back and forth so mad bomb. so
0: so randy johnson um the strikeout plays in the postseason that would certainly play in a game seven um so randy johnson is my starting pitcher uh our buddy cole actually has a great randy johnson story maybe we can get cole on the podcast one okay. day i'm sure cole you're probably listening out there man uh we miss you uh, i'm sure you'd love to tell that randy johnson story when you get back uh when if you can get on here Uh, My catcher here, Uh, now I I say more recent because I'm always that guy that says, well, you know, if you played in the 1930s, you wouldn't touch tapes pitching. So that's how I kind of went about this, which is the way, that's just the way I look at these things. Not saying it's right, but that's just the way I kind of tackled this one. Um, So Johnny Bench, great, Uh, probably the best catcher of all time, if you think about it. Uh, My catcher, who is probably in the top 10 catchers of all time, is Buster Posey. That's a great one. That's a great pick. So he's three World Series championships already. Um, He caught Madison Bumgarner, um, if you think about it, in all those World Series championships. Um, So Buster Posey is my catcher. I like for game 7. Um and this is my one time I'm going to say it is that Yadier Molina is not a top 10 catcher of all time. So you Cardinals fans out there, um you can argue with me about it all day. The analytics, the war, the offensive stats, don't ever come at me with that. Yadier Molina is not in the top 10. Anyways, um <laughs> my first baseman, you're going to love this is Todd Helton. Wow. Okay. So so Todd Helton I think is one of the top 10 first basemen of all time, uh, regardless of the course Field effect that people want to argue. You still have to hit the baseball. I don't want to hear it. Um, Great defender, um, contact, and he's not going to strike out. And the postseason we know is all strikeouts. Mm -hmm. Um, He just he'll line drive, give you a professional bat. So I have Todd Helton at first base. Uh Um, My second baseman, which we had together, is Robbie Alomar, switch hitter here. Now I also have a few switch hitters in this lineup. Um, Actually, Robbie Alomar is my only switch hitter in this lineup. When I think about it, but (laughs) I have I have some lefties. Actually, no, I have one more. Um, But Robbie Alomar is my second baseman. One of the best second basemen of all time. My third baseman, another switch hitter, Chipper Jones.
1: I I was thinking about him. I just I just didn't like his stats in the postseason. I feel I think if I remember correctly, this this might be completely wrong, but he was like a two eleven hitter in the postseason. I was just like that doesn't cut it.
0: It could it could be, and that might be um, attributed to they won like fifteen straight divisions. That's true. Um, I'm not sure how many of those Chipper Jones played on, but he probably played a lot of postseason games. Um, 211. That doesn't sound great. I wonder in the postseason.
1: The I'll, I'll look it up real quick just to um, be safe.
0: But that's a good point. I don't know how many times Chipper Jones was on those those Braves teams that won like 17 or 16 straight division titles.
1: Yeah, hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. Um, postseason batting. Oh, sorry. He he was a 287 hitter. So he's actually.
0: Yeah, in the postseason that plays.
1: <laughs> I mean, he had he had 417 at bats in the postseason. So what was his first year? Do you know with the with the Braves? Um, yeah, one second right here. Uh, ninety three. I mean, he only played eight games, but his first full season was ninety five.
0: Okay, so they he was definitely a part of those teams that won quite a few of
1: those. Yeah, no, he's he his postseason stats are. 95 96 97 98 99 2000 2001 2002 2003 okay so he was absolutely a heart and soul of that team that yeah. kind of went
0: okay we so I
1: have chipper jones
0: um at, at third base my shortstop here now he played his majority of his career as a shortstop is alex rodriguez
1: okay
0: which i mean i don't say what you want steroids whatever that dude, he was going to hit 700 home runs, arguably one of the best players ever. Um, Again, steroids, still got to hit the baseball. Doesn't, whatever.
1: It doesn't, doesn't help I, Hey,
0: I have to win game seven. I don't care what they're on. Yeah. I'm taking Alex Rodriguez as <laughs> we'll my shortstop. When they yeah, the exactly, exactly. They're not going to take the World Series away, as we saw with the Astros. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, A Rod is my shortstop. And staying on the syringe topic, my left fielder is the best hitter of all time, Barry Bonds.
1: Damn, that's a good one. Shoot. Yep. I totally yes. completely forgot about it. That's a great one. It is Barry Bonds.
0: And I know we didn't do this, but Barry Bonds would be yanked in the seventh inning for defensive replacement, um, especially towards the end of his career. Of his career, I mean, he was, he was on track, obviously, to be one of the best players of all time. Yeah. Um, and then the steroids thing kind of took – his defense took a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, his persona, well, his reputation took a huge hit. But Barry yeah. Bonds is still – I mean, one of the best players of all time, and in yeah. my opinion, should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, center field, you went Willie Mays. Yep. I
1: went with Mike Trout. Okay. He, who, he, at he the was, end of the day. Was, he was a thought. I was just like, I, I, I want Willie Mays.
0: Yes. Uh, Mike Trout's
1: only played in one postseason series. Yeah. And which that's, is a that's shame. A, that's what kind of hurt me. Sure. Picking him is, like, he, he's literally – he has one hit in the postseason. One hit.
0: That's a good point. What it was 2013 2014
1: I want to say twelve. I thought. Oh, it might have been even earlier.
0: That's um, a shame, man. That just shows you, like LeBron James is playing the postseason every year since he came in the league. Yeah, it shows you how hard it is in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you have the best player, in my opinion, ever. But all right, my right fielder. So you had the Homer Cargo pick for yeah. right field. Yeah. Um, I picked mine, defensive purposes only, and just in case there's a rain delay and you need to give him a speech. I have Jason Hayward Jay- in right Hay- field, <laughs> starting in right field of my <laughs> must win game. Um, that was, so yes, just in case. If there's a rain delay, I need someone to give a speech, rally of troops. Yeah, sure. Um, He's so Jason, moral support at that point. So Jason Hayward is my everyday right fielder. He'll make every play in right. Could you imagine an outfielder of Mike Trout and Jason Hayward in right center? So nothing. defensively, you're fine. Nothing would drop. <laughs> nothing would drop. Uh, my DH you mentioned him is mine's david ortiz okay um he's got the postseason numbers he's Mm -hmm. won the championships left-handed bat um and then my closer like you said goose gossage i ultimately went with mariano and here's why and um the quote the quote this quote that I've, i've read since i was a little kid says it all but more people have walked on the moon than have scored on mariano rivera in the postseason yeah, that's a good one, yeah. Um, regardless of what you think of the moon landings, that's a whole different conversation. But more people have walked on the moon, have been outer space, gotten out of a spaceship, and stepped on the moon than have crossed the plate on Mariano Rivera in the postseason.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a phenomenal thing. So,
0: so the, the right there, if I need to get six outs, three outs, whatever, Mariano's getting the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that, wrap, that wraps up my uh, win-one game team. I like um, I, think, I think you beat my team for sure. Oh, um, I don't – they, no, they're both, but they're it, both great. But it's, but it's a great team. A great it's team. a great team. It's a great team. And uh, the only way I really you like can – really your
1: Barry Bonds pick. I completely forgot about him. I really uh, like that pick. Yeah, just the number one home run hitter of all time. Actually. Yeah, just but, completely forgot about him. So, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's where my head was at. That's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. I mean, Jesus, I had Jason Hayward in right field of my best – of my win one game so um all right well nick i think that wraps up today um that was a lot of fun and hopefully uh we get this thing rolling we'll have a this one will get released and then we got a couple more podcasts coming up i think we got our our football preview
1: or a free agency recap free agency recap and then we'll, we'll, we'll dive into some other fun topics like we did today yeah
0: um and i'm looking forward to hearing that so like i said if any reactions comments questions about today's pod just yeah,
1: we'll uh, we'll tweet out all the information too so you guys can find it uh, that's a good I know point. It a little confusing at the beginning we spell out five yeah i don't five. know yeah, we'll, it's, uh, it's, we'll, we'll tweet it out you guys can get back to us stupid character limit but uh <laughs>
0: but we, we'd love to I, I think this is we'd both love to see our our listeners teams So maybe in
1: teams, and we'll, uh, we'll read what we think are the best ones.
0: How about that? We'll, we'll take a couple. So if you want to email us or uh, hit us up on Twitter, uh, we would love to take a few of the best ones and uh, we'll compare them against ours. Um, And also if you want to give your baseball predictions, I'd love to see those. Mm -hmm. If you want to rip ours apart as well. So any other bold predictions you have, we'd love to share those next time. So, um, but all right, well uh, you can catch us. Uh, next time nick it was a pleasure and uh we'll talk soon all right as always dude all right remember everyone it's five o'clock somewhere